Psalm 122. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together whither the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, under the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For they, there, there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls. Prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. So, I want to say thank you to each one. Give the clap to the worship team. Thank you, Michael. And it's appreciate Armin Decker, Dennis Denton, Robbie Dowdy, and Grace Lindup. Thank you so much. Give them another clap, will you? And before I go on, I want to say thanks to all the wonderful volunteers that made a week ago we had a, just a great conference and I felt like it was very scriptural because we see from time to time the Lord would instruct His people in the Old Testament to gather together and have a convocation. I like the word convocation. I like some big words. And, uh, but it was scriptural. A lot of people came from Atlanta, from Texas, and all over. New York, Pennsylvania. And, by the way, I remember three weeks ago on the day of, we would usually celebrate Simcha Torah in Jerusalem, and the Lord gave Bonnie and I privilege for nearly 22, 23 years to be able to attend uh, the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem because I would be invited to speak at the Christian Embassy there every Feast of Tabernacles. So it's it really is something tradition says you have not seen real joy until you see get to celebrate Simcha Torah with the Orthodox Jews especially and they, they go wild it's crazy it's wonderful but I remember being here and the terrible attacks that came across the border into Israel and the massacre of hundreds of Jewish people. And it was called the Jewish people 
called it the Pearl Harbor. So I remember the American Pearl Harbor and uh, how the December 7, 1941, and there's a famous speech. Hear it often from Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, who talked about the attack on Pearl Harbor, the day that'll live in infamy. In the same way, October 7, 2023, that in our lifetime, just three weeks ago, there was the Jewish Pearl Harbor, in a sense. For them, this is similar to the Holocaust. And so, right now, they have been for two and a half weeks or so, they have been in preparation. And then the Israeli army is on the move the last day and a half or so. So, this is important for us because I remember our teacher, great apostle of the word, Derek Prince, used to tell us, teach us, if you want to know what's happening in the world, look at Israel and Jerusalem. And so at this present time, the Israeli army is involved in action. They're going into the Gaza remember in the context of the most horrendous massacres and we want to re remember the context in which all this is happening and I want to I want to thank all the ones who volunteered gave their time Remember Jesus' example. He puts on the servant's apron in a sense before he's taken. And sets an example. He says, the greatest among you will be the servant of all. So, it's always a privilege and a joy. Remember this. Whenever you get to serve the purposes of the Lord, when you serve the church, that is, it just is an amazing privilege. It will follow you to eternity. And it will also flow towards blessing not only you, but your children and your grandchildren as the Lord would remind the children of Israel, as Abraham did this, your father. And so, some of these acts live in glory. But at this time, as the nation of Israel is in action, trying to defend itself, and try to defeat the evil purposes of Hamas 
an organization committed to destroy and kill every Jewish person. The scripture for us is clear. And so, we don't want to be in confusion because the Lord has given us His word. So we're guided by this. And if I may request for you, for us all, as God gives us grace, I want to declare Monday as a day we fast and pray. And pray for Israel, for the Lord to defend it. Pray for the safe return of the hostages. Pray for the Israeli army, the military. They say, as they asked for the reservists to come back, they had, I think, doubled the people that they were asking for. There were so many volunteers, hundreds, thousands and thousands of volunteers. Ready, and they're right now, approximately 350,000 Israeli soldiers, those in uniform. So we were to pray for their safety and for the Lord's protection of civilians in Israel and in the Gaza. Um, And by the way, uh, we have talked a lot in the past about fasting. So if you can fast, or not eat meat, eat salads or vegetables, or in Esther fast, they did even without water for three days. Or in Daniel's fast, he ate no pleasant meat. So these are all different. You can miss a meal, or you don't, you don't eat desserts. However, but it will be something you specifically do without. And ask the Lord for help. For all these purposes we are talking about. And uh, there is a scripture that I would refer to as we are commissioned by the Lord. In the spirit realm, we have Amazing authority as believers in the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus himself said to us, All authority has been given unto me, therefore go. And so, and in Acts chapter 1 he says, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power. Say power. power. Tell your neighbor, Power. So, it's supernatural power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's something beyond you. Sometimes the Lord will tell you what you're praying for, but not all the time. But I would recommend, with Bonnie, 
I would emphasize mostly praying in tongues. Um, And the Lord will tell us. Go ahead. Scripture. When we don't know how to pray as we should, because these are difficult times, then the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. So the exhortation again is, instead of initially thinking to pray with words of human understanding, pray first in harmony with the throne of heaven and the mother tongue of heaven, which is tongues given on the day of Pentecost, which, um, Pastor, if I could make a couple of uh, comments about our perspective, how we locate ourselves in these times out of the context of scripture. Um, and beautifully what the, uh, the Psalm, Psalm 122, is talking about going all the way back 3,000 years ago in the beginning of the pilgrimages commanded by the Lord for the uh, Jewish families to come up to Jerusalem. And then that Psalm, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It was talking about taking the pilgrim way from wherever they were in the nations and across the the land and go up to Jerusalem to worship for these three great foreshadowings of the Messiah's fulfillment in the redemptive plan of God. And that would would be the, the three great Jewish feasts, Passover, which Jesus fulfilled in the cross, Pentecost, which began to be fulfilled on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem, and is still being fulfilled. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And then the final ingathering, the great harvest at the end of the age. And we're continually, until we see the Lord, we are in a, a place of, of living as believers in two dimensions simultaneously, in the already accomplished and the not yet accomplished but is is being fulfilled. And interestingly, we see a dynamic contrast between the end-time eschatology of the biblical worldview and the rise and proliferation of the humanistic and, um, I will just say, antichrist theology that is pervasive in the earth and specifically we're seeing afresh uh, manifest and uh, proclaimed and demonstrated through radical Islam. And if you traveled to uh, Jerusalem in times past when tourists were able to go to Al-Aqsa, which we have been to on numerous occasions inscribed in the inside of that dome that is there um, is uh it says God has no son and he has no helpers. In other words, an abject theological rejection and denial that Jesus is the son of God or that the Holy Spirit is God. And so this is where we find ourselves, Christians. So there's no equivocation in the clarity of our worldview. And interestingly enough, Pastor Rivi, as you were reading Psalm 22, I was um, had had already been meaning to speak about this thing that is at the the center of the secular and to some degree theological um, 
debate over the land. And we know that in Scripture, God promises to Abraham through Isaac, it's very specific, land, seed, or a a legacy of children and blessing that leads into the messianic promises of David's throne being established and fully occupied by God's Messiah through David's line, a throne whose dominion would be without end. In other words, the eternal throne. And we know that Jesus, the resurrection man, is seated now in that throne, the fulfillment of all that Daniel saw. And further into what John saw after the Lord was resurrected and seated there in the book of Revelation. And I would like to say a couple of things as we're living in unfolding times. As believers, we must take courage and take heart that God has ordained that we live now. In these times, and then you have to reflect and say, therefore, Lord, what does that mean for me? How do I ground my understanding? How do I establish my heart? What am I called to do and be in this current time? So that we're not loose and wandering or then subject to every wind of crisis and difficulty that comes our way. And we need that clarity. Just this year, interestingly enough, talking about the land, say the land. So the big uh, debate is who owns that land and who should live there and who should have rights there. And in this case, Hamas, that was elected, duly elected uh, in 2006, their charter says very specifically, no Jews, no Jewish people, no Israel. That's the whole river to the sea dynamic. So we see this is in direct contrast to the promise of God to Abraham down through David's line into the reign of the Messiah. So we want to be clear on this. We want to be very clear. And in 1917, uh, the League of Nations decided that they would decide who that land belongs to. And beginning in 1917 with the British mandate that was authorized by the League of Nations, nowhere in the council of God whatsoever, this dynamic that we're seeing today began. And it followed all the way through. The League of Nations said there would be an international, basically secular administration over that land. And that was in place Mostly the population was the result of generations that were descended from the Ottoman Empire takeover of Jerusalem. So now we're centering ourselves in how this history has unfolded, right? And so then suddenly after World War I and then World War II, the nation said, oh my goodness, the Jews are a people under genocidal threat. And we saw it very explicitly demonstrated through Hitler's uh, Third Reich and and all of that. And the nations going to war against, you know, that genocide. And so once again, the nation stepped in to decide what would happen to that land and give the Jewish people a homeland. Interestingly enough, within some of the geographical boundaries that God had already given to Abraham a long time ago. And... There was the vote in the U.N. for the establishment of the nation state of Israel for the Jewish people as a homeland. 
And we know that famously it was the American president who ended up casting the deciding vote. And suddenly in 1948, in May, that land that had been considered essentially uh, under the administration of the whole world became the state of Israel. And in that context, there was a great relocation of 700,000 uh, Palestinian people that had been living there. And so then we, we have these uh, concentrations that have developed as Gaza and the West Bank. Interestingly enough, from the very beginning, none of the Arab nations surrounding Israel have been willing to receive any of the Palestinian refugees. It's been an abject, absolute refusal from day one. And there's a reason. Like many years ago, I think in the, after the Yom Kippur War, and the Six-Day War before, that the King of Jordan received thousands of Palestinians hoping that they would behave themselves. But typically, what they do, they did again, is they pl plotted a revolution to overthrow the king of Jordan, mm -hmm. who was the father of King Hussein. Some of you may remember King Hussein. And uh, they plotted to assassinate him and overthrow his reign. And so the Jordanians learn a hard lesson that the Egyptians know, and so do the Syrians and the Lebanese, that woe unto you if you take in some of these, because the Philistines or Palestinians, uh, they will really, really revolt. And we see an example, I just want you to know, from the demonstrations you see in these last two and a half weeks in Fall Things, Sydney, Australia, or New York City, or Harvard, or L.A., or London, England, or Paris, France, where these people have been welcomed, they revolt and they want basically that saying that Bonnie quoted, from the river to the sea is basically destruction of every Jew, which was the demonic spirit that controlled Hitler. And they want to declare the same thing here in the many demonstrations. So, part of the concern we have as we fast, we pray also for peace and God's protection, even for the U.S., for your protection, for our protection, because things could get stirred up and cries for jihad and destruction, not just for Jewish people, but even Christians. So, know that our Judeo-Christian foundations 
are threatened by our very existence could be threatened by some of these issues that are rising up. I want to point out a prayer that would help you. Psalm 83 says, cries out to the Lord. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace. Do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult. And those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation. The name of Israel may be remembered no more. And that's mm-hmm. totally the concept the Hamas is proclaiming. And just to, to um, add additionally, Hamas was elected in 2006 to be the ruling government of Gaza. And the Hamas administrative charter is 14 articles that abjectly call for the annihilation of Israel and the Jewish people completely. That's the governmental charter of the people in charge in Gaza called Hamas. And the manifestation of it is ultimately the attacks that we saw once again on October 7th. This is something that has been going on continually. And now in that horrific manifestation in the brutal massacres in 20 communities on a single day in Israel. This is why you see Israel saying, finally, we're not going to do this little by little anymore. We have to go in and absolutely destroy the governmental infrastructure of Hamas. Unfortunately, all of these years in True reality, funded by external uh, enemies of Israel, namely Iran and others. They have built massive underground city, essentially, under Gaza, specifically under hospitals and schools and places that are deliberate Palestinian civilian uh, places of inhabit you know of, of residents habitation and government services so this is the difficult difficult situation that we find there and pastor if i could just add back in you what derek used to say is watch israel and you'll understand things interestingly enough in this whole contest about whose land is it well just a couple of months ago the rest of the pilgrim way, this thing that is talked about in Psalm 122 of let's go up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast, the pilgrim way that is uh, the, the literal steps from the pool of Siloam up to the temple mount in Jerusalem, which would have been exactly where the pilgrims in Jesus' day with the Jewish people coming up to Jerusalem would have tread these very steps 
from the pool of Siloam to the temple back and forth to celebrate the feast that Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So we're seeing suddenly history fold in in its timeline where these things are relevant and, and dynamic now. And there was a great deal of celebration. The Israeli Antiquities Authority, when they uncovered this uh, additional stretch that is carbon dated to 2,700 years ago and specifically mentioned in 2 Kings 20 of Hezekiah building the Pool of Siloam and that, that whole pilgrim way. So in, in the... Con- By the way, just want you to know, many moons ago, I happened to be at the Western Wall during Sukkot. And there was a group of Orthodox people who believed in the restoration of the temple. And they were going to go to the pool of Siloam and get water. And I was just observing. And a big truck came by me with a lot of the Orthodox people. Saying, hey, we are going to the pool of Siloam to get water. You want to come up? They had a big rock on that open bed truck. That's right. And so they let me ride big on rock. that big truck. You and you and Barry. They thought you yeah. were you were both good Jews. Of course, yeah. Barry. <laughs> I had is. to put on a kippah. <laughs> I traveled with them, so I drew some yeah. water from the pool of Siloam. Anyway, they were dedicating the cornerstone of the third temple to be rebuilt, where the Al Aqsa Mosque is currently. Again, the the this particular strike is called after the name of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. So be very clear about the very real natural circumstance of this dynamic, supernatural, spiritual battle between Jesus, Christ, and the spirit of Antichrist, the fulfillment of God. Over many years, I remember as a pastor, when people would be in confusion, I would counsel the word of God mm-hmm. is the will of God. Yeah. Say the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. Is the will of God. And so there are times it yeah. dark clouds may confuse you. Even try to put anxiety or fear in you. Of course. As you know, the Halloween coming up in a couple of days, that God does not give you, the word says, a spirit of fear, but a power, love, Amen. And, a and a sound, sound mind. mind. Say power. Power. Love. Love. And a sound mind. And a sound mind. So, <laughs> the word of God is clear. Here, our Psalm 83, I quoted the beginning. I'll just quote the last couple of verses it says and it shows us what the assignment for the Israeli army is and what we need to pray for the word of God says verse 17 let them be confounded the enemies and dismayed forever yes let them be put to shame and perish that they may know that you whose name alone is the Lord, 
are the most high over all the earth. So it's not Israel against Hamas or anything like that. It's every demonic power that's against Israel and against God's will. By the way, the will of God is the word of God. And the word of God says that God has and is preparing Jerusalem to be the place for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ for him to rule and reign over all the earth. So Jerusalem especially is very, and Israel is the apple of his eye. The apple is here. And if there's anything you want to defend, if someone attacks you, Mm -hmm. is your eyes. And the Lord says, you strike Israel. You are striking the apple of God's eye. So, last scripture, verse here, that they may know that you whose name alone is the Lord are the most high over all the earth. For all the innocents that were killed, all the hostages, they are touching and messing with the God himself. They are messing with God's eyes. And God says, I will defend. So, it is important for us to remember. And there are echoes of things that we can talk about other places and there are God. It's important. God he has compassion over every human person. And so, shall we talk about Ukraine or others? Every, all people are precious to the Lord. But he especially focuses on Israel and Jerusalem. That's where he begins. And once again, to take our compass from that standpoint, not from other events in the nations, but to recognize what the starting point is. Because as you know, if you're going on a journey of any kind, your compass has to be set properly. Because if it's set just a little bit off, the farther you go, the farther off you will be. And what we're seeing when you see all of these protests around the world, massive crowds of people moving in protest against Israel, it's specifically described already in our Bible as the flood that was spewed out of Satan's mouth. And you can go and reread again Revelation 7, Revelation 8, Revelation 12. And you will find the exact dynamics and scenes of what is happening in the world today. And it says, just briefly, that Satan was cast to earth when Jesus took the throne. There was a cosmic battle. The heavenly one was won. And Satan and his angels were cast down to earth. And the people said, rejoice heaven. The the angels said, rejoice heaven. Woe to the people on earth because now this battle has come down to you. And it's not talking about some, you know, airy-fairy thing, but real conflict. Again, between the spirit of Christ as king and the spirit of Antichrist, rejecting his authority. And it says, when Satan saw that he had been cast to earth... He persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child who was caught up to the throne. That's natural Israel and the Jewish people. 
And that is why you see the anti-Semitism down through the ages. It is ultimately, utterly, completely satanic. And it is the flood being spewed out of his mouth. And that's what you see in all of these protests. And it says, but the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time, times and a half a time. It's talking about the reestablishment of the state of Israel as a homeland and refuge for the Jewish people. So we are in the Bible pages and it helps us get our perspective. And it says, So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But, say but. And you know I like to say God always has a big. Thank you. But the earth helped the woman. Say the earth helped the woman. Now on the day of Pentecost, Jesus re-inhabited the earth. How did he do it? The king of glory has re-inhabited the earth. How did he do it? Through believers pouring out his spirit so that everywhere there are Christians in the earth. The kingdom of God is on the earth there. And it is for us to understand the significance of our living now and participating in prayer and all the other works that the Lord calls us to. And it says, but the earth helped the woman. It opened its mouth. Say, opened its mouth. Put your hand on your mouth. We bless these spokespersons. We bless the oracles of the Lord. In this time, a river of the Holy Spirit flowing out of our bellies, declaring the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. And it says, it swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out. And the dragon was enraged with the woman, with natural Israel. And went to make war with the rest of her offspring, the Jewish people. And, say and, went to make war with those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So, friends... You're in it. <laughs> if you're a Christian, you are in this war. And so that's why we need the Holy Spirit. We need his wisdom. And that's why we're encouraging now to focus prayer time in praying in tongues. And then also pray and pray together. I encourage you again, uh, the fast on Monday, to come to the watch, to join us in those times of on prayer Fridays. on Fridays. Um, and I want to point out just little details that uh, should get our attention. Some of these things, some of the major events, happened during the time some of your grandfathers or great uncles were in, involved. 1941, things were gathering together. That as we look at the Word of God, the end time events, things were happening even at that time. The Bible says, He who scattered Israel will regather them. And in the 1940s, the process started. It started with 
evil and God turns it around and uses it for his purposes and for blessing. Because during 1941, um, England had a very weak prime minister. His name was Neville Chamberlain. Now, he, he was concerned with, I mean, trying to make, let's make peace, peace, peace. There's peace in our time. And, and people who read that kind of history really remember, and it, it really tried to weaken. Yeah. At that time, the great power was Great Britain at that time to face the power of evil from Hitler. And so, as we look at this time, we most would say a lot of world leaders look at America and its leader and it reminds you of Neville Chamberlain. Very weak. And uh, I am grateful that even at this time, though America by sending its aircraft carriers is standing with Israel. We have a very weak president. But at least we pray and may God give grace for America to stand with Israel because the scripture is very clear. Genesis, I will bless those who bless thee. Talk about Abraham and the and the Jewish people. So at this time, may we be a blessing. Now, one a small little detail that's interesting is that there is a ship in the part of the branch of the U.S. Navy that is a hospital ship, and they are trying to tell Israel you cannot get rid of Hamas's headquarters because they built the the evil plan to build it right on top of the biggest hospital underneath, underneath. Yeah. and in the Gaza Strip. They are believing that if that ship, your ship can come and take the sick people, about a thousand of them from Gaza, the hospital, it could provide an answer where Israel doesn't have to bomb the people to hurt them. And it's really complicated, but we are praying. That's why we felt like praying in tongues. God God has an answer. But it's important for us at this time to be a blessing to Israel. Uh, and May we continue to be a friend of Israel. And as Israel goes into battle, as their soldiers are in the arm, I want to point out uh, some of these scriptures. Uh, they are really, you just say, I can't believe this. But I just want to point out the Holy Spirit who anointed. And I want to point out in Second Samuel uh, 23 says verse 8 it talks briefly about David's mighty men of war 
And it says, these are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Just Beth, Joshabeth, the Tachmanite, chief among the captains. He was called Adino, the Esnite, because he had killed 800 men at one time. One person. He destroyed the enemy 800 to one. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo. That's the son of Dodo. I don't know whether I would like to be called the son of Dodo. But anyway, the Ehohite, one of the three mighty men whom with David when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle. So Philistine, the version of the Palestinian. Uh, who were gathered there to battle, and the men of Israel had retreated. He arose and attacked the Philistine, the son of Dodo, until his hand was weary that day, and the people returned after him only to plunder. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Say a great victory. So I'm just drawing a picture of how the Holy Spirit comes and can come over those who are battling for the cause of Israel, that he gives supernatural help. And I mean, defending a lentil field. And that the proportion, one to eight hundred, that's something that you want to scratch your head, say, wow, how did he do that, Lord? But it was God. As I would remind you of the events of David himself. The, we are talking about the David's mighty men of war. But David himself was put in this challenging place where he had to uh, battle the giant uh, and kill the giant with one stone from his slingshot. And uh, Goliath, and he, had, he had several brothers. That's why he had five stones. So he could deal with his giant brothers if they trained to attack him. But these are some of the examples in the past where the Lord himself has intervened. He uses people. And may he anoint us to pray in the right manner and stand with Israel. Let them be confounded and dismayed forever. That's what we pray for Hamas. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish. And know that this time, if you look at Ezekiel 37 and 38, it talks about Rosh, Gog, and Magog. And now it's almost repetition in Ezekiel there seems to be an alliance 
between Rosh, which is Russia, and Persia, which is now present-day Iran. And until the day of Jimmy Carter, it, it was Persia, but then uh, the, I call it the spirit of chicken. Uh, but that was over Jimmy Carter, I think. Anyway, uh, my personal opinion. But they did not help the king of Persia who needed help at that time. And America did not turn up there. And so radical Islamic government took over. And so they have ruled over Persia or Iran. We now call it Iran. These people, the people, the population, were really different from the Palestinians. They were very educated and they were friends of Israel at that time. But when the Islamic radicals took over, there was a real change. So, but at this time, as they're talking, it is Rosh, Russia, and Persia, which is Iran. They are try- is made, there's an alliance forming. And so, and a few weeks ago, before this thing happened, our administration here gave, released, I mean, they have a lot of millions, the Iranians, because we withdrew from the field and stopped producing the tremendous amounts of oil that we have beneath our feet. We stopped exporting them, closed the door. The people who are dependent on the supplies that we could have given have had to turn, really, I mean, reluctantly, to people like Iran and others like Saudi Arabia and Russia because America has stopped producing the multiple zillions of gallons of oil, petroleum, all of that that we have that the Lord in his wisdom put under the soil of America. So when we say, Lord, God bless America, may we be a friend and may there be a way in which we can once again produce petroleums that we use every day and that the they wouldn't be charging massive amounts for the petroleum that we have under our ground. I have a suggestion. Yes. For our prayers. Yes. Pray, Lord, gut the bureaucracy. Amen. Gut the bureaucracy. All of these bureaucrats, unelected ideologues that are making policies and regulations because on that issue, the utter hypocrisy of all the, oh, green, New Deal, green, 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 and American uh, production and refinery of gas and oil is the cleanest in the whole world, and Iran is the dirtiest. So for the, oh, we're the big new greenies, and aren't we morally, you know, profound of the American uh, liberal administration that has bought in since Barack Obama 
to ESG and all of that stuff. It's utter hypocrisy, but it's completely irrational. So it's very important to pray for those who are in authority. And one of the ways we can pray for all of these people that have gotten authority that are driven by darkened minds and are against the obvious revealed will of God in Scripture, Lord, get rid of them. Gut the bureaucracy in Jesus' name. This is our prayer. That's a recommendation. <laughs> very much. Very scriptural. Um, speaking of prayer, read again in your Bibles. Again, find yourself in your scriptures, in Revelation. Uh, in particularly, look again in uh, chapter 8, in the first five or six verses, and you will see very specifically how your prayers are engaged dynamically with heaven creating events on the earth. And it speaks about this time when there's silence in heaven. And in the background, the prayers of the saints are going up, filling these great bowls that begin to loose events in the earth. And I... I, you know, will say when you read in your Bible, the events are terrible. But it's initiated by the engagement of the body of Christ in the earth being faithful to pray and petition heaven for the will of God, for the kingdom to come, for the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I want to remind you that book is the revelation of Jesus. So we're, we're all of our prayers are working towards his appearing when ultimately, utterly, justice and righteousness will be done. And it says right there in the middle of all of these terrible events that there will be no more sighing, no more weeping. He'll wipe every tear from everyone's eyes. So as we're praying for justice to come, we are praying towards the ultimate resolution of all things, which is the appearing of the resurrection man. And if I can remind us that the reason the first two centuries of the church were so impervious to persecution and death and went into epidemics to nurse people and walked boldly into the mouths of lions and battled beasts and so on and so forth, that were all very political things, by the way. But the reason they were absolutely unafraid is because they were still that legacy of people whose grandfathers and great-grandfathers had been the eyewitnesses that had seen Jesus, talked with him, walked with him after he was resurrected. And that needs to infuse our reality once again, that our king, the one who sits on the throne of heaven, is one of us. He's a man. He's a man, he's a man that's, Ron, stand up. He's a man that's probably about the size of Ron Simmons because that Ron is about the average size of a man in, a, a, an, an average man in the time of Jesus. And the Bible says there wasn't anything particularly, he wasn't tall and, you know, whatever. So one of us, say one of us, rules. And we're connected to him. We are his feet in the earth. And the Bible says until all things are put under his feet. So we're calling the church once again to prayer. And, and Jesus is as good looking as Ron. 
Listen, sorry, Lord, Ron may be better looking than Jesus. <laughs> However, the light that shines out of him you is can. pretty intense. So no, I you want know, to point out. not dissing you, Ron, but, <laughs> um, and, uh, so, and, and so it is, it, it really is a um, call to take courage, lift up your heads and recognize that we have been called to the kingdom for such a time as this. A lot of things stirring. So that's why we felt it's important for us. Even though at the beginning of September we went on a 21-day fast, that this was in the context of specifically of Israel and the Israeli army and the defense forces and what's happening. There are multiple hundreds of thousands who had to be taken away from the border area temporarily. They and their children and the puppies, puppies important, uh, but they've had to be put on hotels where we have stayed in Jerusalem, and away from all the rockets. And we, so as we pray, it's just think of yourself, your children, your pets, your husband, your wife. That when the rockets are flying, you're going to find shelter. And by the way. I want to thank you for the offerings. And in the coming days, we're going to read some more. We have helped in the past with our friends, Barry and others, to build these shelters. And now you see them as the rockets fly immediately. And you can, I love the best reporting, by the way, for me that I've seen on YouTube is CBN. The Christian Broadcasting Network. I've been on the guest many years ago, a few times, and I did a banquet for them many years ago. With a, when I said, "Welcome, Holy Spirit," the lights all blew it, blew up. But anyway, but the reporter, CBN reporting was some of the best I've heard. ABC, NBC, all of us, CNN. Sometimes I say, "You're lying like a dog." But anyway. Uh, but CBN has been very good. Um, but there are stirrings and nations and even Arab nations. You may wonder what's happening. The, none of the Arab nations have publicly been able to support Israel. And you got to know this, what's happening there. And it's, listen, if they voice any kind of favorable comment towards Israel, there's a high risk in that population that they would be assassinated. So, uh, on one level, they have to say, yeah, we, we are for Palestinians, we are for... But underneath, you'll find they need to... They're, they're in a bit of a rock-hard place, but even then, it's important. If you remember, if you for yesterday, for the last few days, Erdogan, the Turkish president, has said I mean, they are part of NATO, and yet he is saying things against Israel, and you would wonder about this. And I want to point out a scripture, just put it out for you, but it's declaration from here. Obadiah chapter 1 verse 15 says, 
For the day of the Lord is upon all heathen. All of us. As you have done to Israel, it shall be done to you. That's the word of the Lord. So at this time, as they are making decisions, how they are going to move, whether Iran is going to send their troops, or they are going to get active. So these, I'll tell you, it's something. It's like your grandfather when the Pearl Harbor happened. This was the trigger point for eventually triggering the birth of Israel. But here, I'm wondering what this scenario is. Is it the trigger point that will lead us to the return of the Lord Jesus? I don't know. It could very well be. But if it's so, I want to underline to you that one of the main scriptures for the end times is in Luke where uh, Jesus said, when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing near. So, I would urge all of us in no way let fear or anxiety right. <coughs> or discouragement or distress come over you or your family. Rebuke every shadow that's negative. Because the words of Jesus himself said, look up, lift up your head. And Derek would point out that means you are filled with optimism. And therefore we are an example to others that we are optimistic. And for us, Jesus is about to return. So some of these events, they are, we have been kind of marching time for the last few decades. And suddenly it erupts. Didn't ask your permission or mine. There it was. Evil, evil, dark, monstrous people using parachutes flying across the border into Israel. But all the warnings have been given prophetically in the Word of God. The Word of God is the will of God. So we know what the will of God is at this hour. And we're going to yield ourselves to pray. We're needed from time to time. We'll even fast and pray. And it is important. And praise God for each other. I'm grateful for each of you that we are not alone. Say, I'm not alone. I'm, not alone. I'm with the people of God. People of God. The, church of God. the church of God. The end time armies of Jesus. The end time armies of Jesus. So that's the angelic powers and that's you and I being commissioned and every one of you has authority. Say authority. authority. Say, I have authority. I have authority. And I have power. I have power. The Word of God, Jesus said in Acts chapter 1. Chapter 1. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we are an empowered, anointed, commissioned army of God. And in those same sayings, 
where he says, when you see the fig tree budding, he's talking about Israel, events in Israel began to happen. He said, no, that the end is near. <laughs> Ron, we don't want to see you out on the streets of Charlotte with your big board hanging over your shoulder saying the end is near. <laughs> but he, he emphasizes in those very scriptures, and you, as Pastor said, you can go and read again in Luke 21. He emphasizes be on your guard, be alert, and pray. That's exactly what Jesus tells us to do. In addition to looking up and, and in the Amplified, it says, don't be on guard, guard your heart. Don't allow your heart to be weighed down and depressed with what's happening in the world. Rather, as Pastor said, or and Derek used to tell us, be filled with optimism. Look up because know that all of these things are working towards the ultimate day of rejoicing which is the appearing of the resurrection man the one who showed that ultimately the last enemy death was under his feet and he is the first fruits of all of us so look at your neighbor and say the resurrection man is sitting on the throne he's one of us and he lives in you amen and this is something a little unusual for us who are believers and nations that overall are Judeo-Christian is that in the recent days, this whole thing from places like Harvard, others, these are not ignorant. From way back, I remember it was if you read history, that some of the most educated in the 1940s were people in Germany and Europe. And yet, they were taken by an evil spirit that we call anti-Semitism. But you see it, Antichrist, yeah. But it is especially aimed in the 40s in Germany and across Europe, millions of innocent Jews received horrible, horrible fates. They were killed. And that was, I mean, they looked like most everybody. They weren't different. But they were Jewish. And so that demon spirit is rising up. I just want to let you know that that's one of the battles we are binding that spirit of anti-Semitism uh, and every spirit of racism, of course. We smite that thing in the name of Jesus, that we are all equal and receive Jesus Christ. And he accepts us from every tribe, every race, every people. We are one through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say we are one. one. Through Jesus Christ. Christ. We are the body of Christ. Christ. Through his precious blood. blood. We will bless Israel. Israel. Bless the Jewish people. people. As the Israeli army goes into action. action, We are praying. praying. And fasting. Praying for their protection. 
And we are praying for the safe return. And we pray for the safe return. Of every hostage. Of every hostage. And there were every age. And may the Lord, as I read Psalm 83. That's a good one. To pray. May the Lord confuse. And smite. Every evil spirit. Of hate. And anti-Semitism. And every spirit of hate. And racism. We release the love of Jesus for every people. All people. Innocents in Gaza even. And we pray God's covering. We have been there so many times. But some of you were with us when we went to Israel. So you have had that experience. May the Lord cover. Be a supernatural protection over Israel. May the Lord protect each of you and your families. That we, The Lord's shield of protection. That no violence can hit you or our children in America. We bind that demon spirit. Whether it comes from Harvard or wherever it comes. We will not partake of darkness. Where we stand in the name of Jesus. In power, in anointing. Hallelujah. And we're going to underline that by taking communion together right now. We're going to get take an offering and bless. And, and we're going to take a portion of that in the coming days. To see if we can also add strength of what's happening in Israel. And help build some of these shelters. And help in other ways wherever the Lord leads us. In the coming days. So get ready. Um, make your contribution. To All Nations Church. And. Uh, may the Lord. If you are giving. Through. Give. Dot All Nations Church. Or All Nations. Yeah. All Nations Church. Dot US. Give. Dot All Nations Church. Dot US. And there is a. There it is. See I can't. Droid. I wish I could. What's that thing called, Michael? A QR code. A QR code. Quote. A what? Put your camera on it. Oh, you can just put your iPhone on it. On the thing. On the thing. Or you, or you can get somebody from the Pony Express <laughs> to come <laughs> and get the letter and put it in the saddlebag at the front. front, front. That's Sorry. in New Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you still do. Oh my goodness! Uh, so she comes from New Mexico. I, I people are encouraging me to get a lot more active on social media, and one of the things is to do all these little short things including on TikTok. And here's the funny thing. I've resisted it for a long, long time. We finally started looking into it. And of all things, my phone immediately got corrupted and completely crashed. So I said, I don't know if that's a sign or a sign. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Say, out of my belly will flow. Rivers of living water. The flood of the Lord 
You remember what scripture says? When the enemy comes in, it says, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. So the uh, help now for the very time that we're in with this flood out of the satanic inspiration and all of these protests and anti-Semitism is the flood of the Holy Ghost out of your belly and out of your mouth, out of the belly and mouth of the church. I remember and I feel like there's someone's loved one, your mom, dad, uncle, has got cancer. Is there someone who's got cancer? We are praying the angel of the Lord heal that person in the Katie. name of Jesus and Katie Alice. and Ellis and Mike and Peter Peter thank you Jesus in Jesus name we send the healing angel I wanted to say when you set out your belly yeah many years ago graduate school and I was so devastated by the news that my mother was totally consumed with bone cancer the Holy Ghost came and I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and the Lord said pray for your mother and I was learning I said Lord she's in England I'm in Texas he said you pray I am the healer Yay. Come on. and the amazing thing that Hindu woman got zapped by the Lord every portion of bone cancer left her yeah. and she lived 20 more years it was a real miracle so when the streams of water come healing he's healing blessing anointing taking anxiety whoever has anxiety and fear for where we are at right now be blessed. Be free. I command every fear, anxiety, discouragement, depression to be gone from yes. you as we take the body and the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Richie, can you bless the bread for us as we yeah, come up here right now, take the offering. Please put the offering. There's a basket here. Thank you. For helping and portion of this we hope to send to bless to Israel too. Thank you. Hallelujah. Michael, can we sing a song? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is wonderful counselor. Oh mighty God. His name is Name is 
the Lord. So um, as I was drinking my tea on my porch this morning, I thought if I'm asked to share communion, I, I felt the Lord give me this scripture. So I was ready with something. And Pastor Bonnie touched on it in the message. And I, I really feel this is an encouragement because we've gone into wartime. Last Sunday morning, I don't know if you were here, but the Lord spoke prophetically that we've come out of peacetime into wartime really as the church. So this is 1 John 4, 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. And it's the Amplifier Bible. It says, Little children, uh, believers, dear ones, you are of God and you belong to Him and have already overcome them, in brackets, the agents of the Antichrist. John is teaching about the spirit of Antichrist in his letter. And this is the word of encouragement because He who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. So I felt this lift up the bread as we remember that amazing historical event when Jesus was crucified, the body was broken, and he said it's finished, that he's made the way for us to be filled with him without limit. So however that spirit of Antichrist breaks out locally, nationally or internationally, be encouraged that that spirit to spirit is greater who is in us. And I felt a reminder about six years ago in the watch, the Lord gave us a prophetic word over Charlotte, Charlotte area, and he said, not in this city, not in this region. Amen. We must not forget the prophetic words of the Lord. Because Psalm 149 says we, but we stop these demonic powers by the double-edged sword, which is the live word of God by the Holy Spirit and the high praises. So lift up the bread. We, and I encourage you to keep speaking that word over Charlotte and its surrounding towns and cities. I really feel this is important. You know, my child, my children's school is a very, quite a high Jewish school. So I've been really covering that school. It's quite a prominent Jewish school. Quite a lot of Jews attend that school. So we must be watchful right now. It's not a game anymore. So as we, we say, Lord, not in this city, not in this region, it stops these demonic powers from operating over our region. There's power. I would encourage you this week. I've been doing it for years. I took that word seriously, regularly over throughout the week. I'm saying, when I get, I'm saying, not in this city, not in this region, not in my neighbourhood, not in my street. 
And you could have been born again five minutes ago. You have the authority to wield a prophetic word. Amen. So, Lord, we say, not in this city, not in this region, any any terrorist cell or plot or plan or strategy or lone wolf, any anti-Semitism, any attacks on Jews, any attacks on Christians, any attacks on churches, any attacks on schools, any attacks on synagogues or rabbis. Yeah. I feel the anointing is here. There's, There's power. This is together. We are doing this. There's power on this right now. These demonic powers and principalities. Remember the pastors talking about when they preach, they preach to the principalities and powers, not to the people. They are disarmed and defeated through the cross. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord has given us authority together right now. May there be a ring of fire around Charlotte, Fort Mill, Pineville, the whole radius of the Charlotte metro. That demonic powers will be bound. In Jesus' name. Let's take the bread and remember the Lord. We remember the word of the Lord. It is the will of the Lord. He's taking away pains and sicknesses. So where there is pain, someone's back has been really bothering you. And put your hand on that back. If you want to ask someone, a neighbor, to put their hand on your back, you're welcome to ask them. Resurrection glory come there. In the name of Jesus. And pain go. Spirit of heart failure. Strokes. Be gone. Infirmity. Dementia. Your mind will be totally alert. Hallelujah. Praise God. You will not... Your memory will be sharp. In the name of Jesus. Your tongue, your ability to speak, will be anointed and blessed. In Jesus' name. Through the blood. Say, through the blood. We have victory. Through the blood. We are redeemed. Through the blood. We are protected. Me and my family, me and my children, me and my church, me and my nation. Father, we specially pray for the soldiers in the Israeli army, the soldiers, sailors on the American ships. Special protection for them. In Jesus' name. And that covering over our children, even over our pets. We bless them in the name of Jesus. The curse is broken. So every enemy of Israel, every enemy of Jesus, be defeated in the name of Jesus. Thank you. 
the blood of Jesus covers us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's partake. Touch your body. By his stripes. I am healed. I'm whole. I'm in victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And pray for your family. And pray in tongues right now. Let's pray for a moment. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues for Israel. Pray in tongues. The hostages will be returned. Pray in tongues. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You hear our cry. Thank you, Lord. Pray in the Spirit, if you don't mind, for a moment. You can even sing in tongues. Those who need Jesus out there, receive Him and let us know what you're doing. We'll agree with you. Those who need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, receive, receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. More, more, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. By the way, sorry to, but I had the men who interpreted me when I was 30 years ago. Richie, can you take a mic? Raise your hand. There you are. Let him introduce himself and his children, if you don't mind. Come up here. Yeah. Come come forward. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. It's many, many, many. It's such a privilege to be here this morning. Uh, we met, I don't know exactly when the date was. It was, was in Amsterdam in a conference. And About 30 years ago, right? A, a friend of mine organized it, Bert Panhuizen. Bert Panhuizen. And I was with him. I had to host on the platform and so on and translate. And uh, we had a church in Belgium. And I had a girl or a woman in the church who couldn't have children. And for one and a half years, I encouraged her that God would give her a son or would give her a child. And like she would think sometimes she would be pregnant, but she wasn't. And then she would fall, you know, be discouraged. And I would encourage her. I said, well, God will give you a child. God will give you a child. You know, just you, you, you guard that seed in your spirit of the word of God. And then we were in that conference with, with Pastor Mahesh. And he had a word for unfruitful women. And she came forward and she got pregnant. And she got a son. And the name of the son is Jesse. And I always thought, I always thought to myself, if I hadn't been standing in faith for one and a half years, that kids would not have been born and because of the anointing that was on you that evening. So praise God for that. Thank you. And, and I remember, now this is, this is funny, but we, I, I don't know if you remember that, but we started 
Pastor Mahesh was starting to preach. And we were just getting ready and starting. And, and, and it was like the presence of the Lord was there. And he was a little bit... And then I, I, I blew in his neck. And I did... And he, said, he went like this. And he said, Ooh, ooh that's dangerous, he said. <laughs> But I appreciate this man. We have never met. We have never met. But I, you know what I appreciate? The heart and the anointing. Oh, thank that, you. I mean, I love that. And I've been among many preachers and among many men of God. But I love the Spirit of God in this man. And when I woke up to him this morning, it's like I come home. So I'm very thank privileged you. also to so meet wonderful. you. So, and uh, I want to introduce my, 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 my sons and daughter. And uh, we live in Belgium. Uh, we have been through all kinds of things. We've had a church, for many, small church in Belgium for many years. And then we started traveling. And we went to India and Pakistan. We did crusades. We did pastors meetings. And we saw in Pakistan tremendous miracles. And, and in, the middle, in the middle of Muslim nations where, where a, 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 a Muslim man would invite us to his house because God healed his wife from cancer. Amen. And, and where, where I, I was preaching, can I say a few words? Yeah? Sure. I was preaching in a tent in Pakistan, uh, and, and Christian and Isaac were with me, and they were protecting the tent with police and so on, because they have to, when you have a permit, they have to take care of preachers and so on. And we had an army in the tent, and they were guarding me with guns to the platform and back. And then when I got into the van after the meeting was over, this big policeman, this commissioner with a beard and a, and a dress, he knocked on the van's window and he said, Sir, can you hear the gospel through, on the outside of the tent? And he said, Can you please pray for me because I've had six years of kidney stones. So I just prayed a fast prayer. And then the next morning he visited me in the pastor's house where I was staying. And this big man comes up to me. And he just, he, I think he gave me a hug. And he was probably twice my size. And he went, he, would, he lifted me up. And he said, I thank, and he was a Muslim. I thank God for sending Jesus who healed my kidney stones. Hallelujah. So, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And, and if there's anything that we... We, uh, my, 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 my daughter is very much, she has an evangelistic heart, very much so. And we all have a heart for the Lord. The boys are also in business. They have anointing for business. Uh, and Alex has very much a heart to serve the Lord. And we serve him together. And uh, what I would say is this. I believe we have to in many meetings sometimes where I come, it's like when you go to a birthday party and it's like, say you wouldn't go, you were invited, you were invited but you wouldn't go, but you wouldn't be missed. I miss sometimes the Holy Spirit in meetings. I, I, I was in a meeting in the, in the Philippines, the Philistines, the Philippines, and, and, the, and the pastor's wife was doing praise and worship. And we came in, and they were worshiping, and it was good. 
and, and, and God, she was a prophet, prophetess, and God spoke a word to her, and she did not obey. And I'm just, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm ignorant of that, and I'm sitting there, and I feel the presence of the Lord leaving that meeting. And it was like, I, I looked, it was a church of maybe a hundred people, and I looked at the place, and it became to me the most ugly place. And so I believe as the presence of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit should be the most important part of the meeting. Amen. Where Pastor Yonggi Cho used to put a chair on the platform especially for the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, praise but God. Well, it's a privilege for us to be here. Tell us. Tell us. Tell us your name and your children's name. Yeah, my, name my name is Eric, Eric Riemens. Uh, that's my son Isaac here. My son Christian. My daughter Lara. And my son Alex. So, you are very blessed to have a pastor and his wife who have such a heart and are so anointed by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I wish we could live, we would live closer, but anyway. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Thank you very much. Make sure we have your address, yeah. phone number, all of that. Okay. We want to keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Give him a clap, will you? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>